Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to the Bardic College's Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, I'll be your keeper this evening, and we're joined by almost all of our players this evening. We are missing one, so we send our love uh, to Aveline, who unfortunately had business this evening, and we'll see her back on the next show. We're doing something incredibly special. We're going to go in reverse order. So we're going to start on this side of the table. <laughs> and introduce our players. So we'll start with Sid. So Sid, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Fear in Scott's eyes was so real. When you were like, we're going to go in reverse order, he was like, what? What? Say it isn't so. I have no time to prepare. Uh, uh, I've got no uh, jokes. Uh. So we'll start off with Professor John uh, Schooley, uh, played by Scott. Uh, how are you tonight, J- Scott? And how is John doing? John is doing all right. He's uh, got his little interest peaked in a little occult stuff that's been happening, something he's always hyper uh, vigilant uh, looking out into the world for. So that was nice. Concerned about Faye, but uh, he thinks uh, he thinks she's going to be okay. We're gonna we're gonna be able to help her get that all straight. So he's got an easy day ahead of him, right? You know, fake assassination. He's going to steal the blood flume flag for most revered item by the evil Nazis right from underneath their noses. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah, this is all a day in the life of a history professor from Lisbon. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, next to him is Catherine Ross, and Lauren, uh, Lauren plays Catherine. Catherine is uh, is having a bit of a time lately. Uh, Lauren, what? Yeah. Catherine can't seem to get a break here. She just wants to sew some no. wounds up and suture people, and all she keeps all she keeps seeing is uh, is bad stuff. What's what's happening here? Catherine's not doing so hot. Creepy shit keeps happening, and she is probably the least prepared in the group to deal with supernatural stuff. You know, throw a real-world problem at her. She's fine. You know, you're you're run-of-the-mill crisis. She's fine. You know, sending, as the team mom, sending two of her babies off into the ether and seeing a spectral zombie creature howling on the back of the car, that's not okay. Like, magical dirt that won't scrub off. She's not happy. <laughs> She's incredibly stressed. Bitch needs a Xanax. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. It wasn't a howl. It was a scream. So moving on, we have... <laughs> there's um, a difference. In this case, there's a massive difference. Okay. Um, we have Melinda, who plays Faye Dawson. Faye, unfortunately, a couple episodes ago, stumbled into um, a very dangerous organization uh, here in Berlin. And since then has not been having an easy time of things. Uh, Melinda, Faye is on a car heading south in Germany, but other, otherwise, how's she, is she keeping it all together? Is she doing all right? I guess it depends on your definition of all right. You know, she has, my girl has a really good knack for getting herself into horrible situations. And it just seems like that keeps getting worse and worse. So she's definitely, you know, nervous. Like she was playing off um, the dirt under the fingernails that wouldn't go away and the weird um, sheet 
monster that was conjured into her room. Um, you know, she's trying to play it off as best as she can to not worry her teammates, but the girl has never been more scared in her life. She definitely feels more connected with her teammates, you know, going for a life. She's basically like a nomad. Like, you know, she kind of travels from place to place and she's always looking for the new adventure, but she's never really had like a core group of people that she's ever settled down with before. So this is all new and group has done more for her than anyone has ever done for her in her life, you know, besides her father, obviously. So she feels really connected, especially with Catherine, you know, I mean, not only did she get to hug her, um, but Catherine bathed her. So thanks, Kat. No problem. Um, so <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens this episode. There we go. My sweet girl. And finally, our switchblade knife is as he is self-proclaimed. Joel is playing Sid Poulter. Sid has got a big day ahead of him as well. Um, how's Sid holding up? Sid uh, is feeling a little anxious, I got to be honest. You know, Sid's a man with a plan, of course, right? You know, he's swarthy, mustache like a rhododendron. But hmm. he's supposed to kill an innocent tonight. And uh, I'm really kind of feeling the, the heat on that one. Plus, I gave up my relic to Faye because I'm not really totally certain. But it's quite possible that Faye might be some sort of creepy half-dead creature. And uh, so he wants to take care of his girl, you know, one of the one of the women in the pack. Right. So, uh Faye's feeling a little out at the moment and a little disjointed. We're also worrying about uh, uh, our two women in our group that have now headed south, far away from us, where we can't protect her. And, and uh, well, Aveline can protect herself. I think the two guns do that quite well. But um, So he's, he's a little disjointed and a little bit out of it, and he's trying to hold his own. Well, it's now 11.30. We've established it's closing close to midnight. Uh, the car has dro driven off. Uh, the team finds itself out in front of the rental flat that they have on top of a house. Uh, the upper stairs, the floor, they have the entire floor of, an up, of a building. There is a, a mist in the air. It's a, you know, definitely feels like rain. But uh, other than that, uh, you guys make your way inside. And what do you want to do for the rest of the evening? Or what is your plan to get ready for tomorrow? Catherine is wondering if she should mention the creepy thing she saw in the back of the car. Catherine okay. should definitely say what she saw. <laughs> Catherine probably is already trying to disbelieve it in her mind. I mean, that's up to you yeah. how you want to play um, it. But Catherine is Catherine. I mean, how do you think she – would she want to make everybody, you know, more alert? Or is is it now focus on the task at hand? Okay. Um, I'll, I'll do it this way. Um, as they're walking back up into the – what? <laughs> no, I'll do it this way. Ah! <laughs> no. Yeah. As – um. As we're ascending into our flat, Catherine turns to her mustachioed companion and says, "That um thing you gave Faye, right, right, what right. It, yeah. What does it do, and what does it protect against? It what is it? Well, I suppose it depends on what you believe, love. It's the uh, it's the bone of a saint. I got it out of a church that were bombed uh, mm -hmm. after the Battle of the Somme. Not much left of that church, but it was uh, a bit of the saint, you know." in uh, in the chapel that was no more. So I took a finger and I thought, you know, Bolte gets into a uh, a spicer, maybe uh, it'll help out. And has so, it? Hope I'm still here. Still got a mustache that you could spread weed on. I think it works. Time will tell. All right. Um things I I don't mean to alarm you, gentlemen. I believe I saw something on the back of their car. 
as it sped away. Now, it may have just been the mist. It may have been that I too many strange happenings have been happening. I don't know. There was a twisted, screaming thing perched on the back of the car. So I really hope that human sainted finger helps. So I didn't say nothing on the back of the trunk. You saw something on the trunk. What about you, John? Did you say something? I don't know how you didn't see it. It was there clear as day. Now I just saw a trunk. Sometimes what people see is what their minds allow them to see. Well, I've been seeing and hearing really strange things lately. I almost dosed the pilot when we were flying here. I keep hearing voices in my head. So maybe maybe I'm crazy. Great. Well, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes our minds can be assaulted by things that that we're uh, that are not familiar to us. None of this is familiar, right? And I don't much care for being assaulted. Well, maybe I... when we uh, when we have some time, I I have some uh, some exercises that um, you know, maybe I could spend uh, some time teaching to you that might um, you know might be able to help steel yourself against certain this vision that you saw on the back of the car with Faye. I don't know what that could have. Been. It is concerning. Like, yes, but like exercises, like what calisthenics? No, these are these are uh, mental exercises. Oh, well, thank you. When we're not trying to shoot an innocent man, let's do that. Yep. Speaking of, I'd like to go to bed. If no one else has anything to say, we have a big day in the morning. Keeper, uh, with her saying that what she's just described, does that seem to gel with what I was, what I've been presupposing as far as this, um, this sort of. Uh, uh, incorporeal, uh, I don't know, assistant that's trying to help Faye? Uh, yeah, it could. It's not. No, no, no. Let me, let me do this for both the players and um, the, the listeners at home. The role of the Occult 12 um, was probably to date your most important role you've made. Seriously, it was that big of a deal. Uh, the saltwater bath and kudos to Sid um, with the relic of a saint. Should You're fairly confident that she's protected. Catherine thinks she saw something. But you are also aware that Catherine's been having, Vision. this is the second you know, hallucination in the last 72 hours. Which I wouldn't fully discount though. No, just no, absolutely not. No, no, no. Um, no, there, in, in a Call of Cthulhu world, you know, hallucinations could be importance of doom or yeah protection um right if since you didn't see it there's really no way of knowing the description she gives you this big lumbering shape Uh, yeah you can make an assumption of that john i I just i'm not sure how much you'd be able to draw i understand yeah so sid so Catherine goes off we can do about it right now right they're they're off driving yep we're we're here the screaming, if, if if what she saw was right, could have been it frustrated that she now can't, it can't reach Faye. Maybe it was trying to send another message. Maybe it was trying to enter the car. Maybe it was, and it could have been screaming in frustration. The, the vision that she saw just shook her. That's all it, it really did. So Catherine goes off, shuts the door. She gets herself freshened up. She goes, gets ready for bed. What are the gentlemen doing? Um, I am uh, waiting to be contacted by the reflection. Am I not? Mm-hmm. That was supposed to happen by midnight. Yeah, it's if I remember close. correctly. Mm-hmm. And I'm—he's supposed to be reaching out to us here. Yeah, at this number. How late uh, is it in the evening? Uh, it's about, probably closing uh, about twenty. To, yeah, almost twenty to midnight. Oh, okay, a little late. Okay, Sid, I've—I've—I've I've, 
I still haven't heard from this reflection gentleman. So part of our plan is really kind of hinging on. Um, although I suppose if he's not able to help me, I'll be on my own in the Reichstag. Can I be completely honest with you, John? Of course. When that nutball came running out of that kitchen wearing a shiny handkerchief, I was not inspired. So, so I, I don't I know just, if you uh, noticed that I was trying not to laugh at the time. Um, I'm just worried, you know, and I didn't want to say anything because clearly it was upsetting Abby. And I didn't want to do that, uh, you know, because I like her and because she carries weapons. But well, I don't, I don't know that I trust these people. folks. That's the only thing that gives it credence, though. Abby's Abby's uh, Abby's a serious a serious thing. Someone I would never discount. And if if she's as loyal to this organization as she seems to be, uh, that gives the organization some legitimacy. And but suck uh, it in, John. She could have been sucked in. Mm, we all have a soft spot. Well, we'll see. But I, I know I would definitely like four uh, four hands rather than just two tomorrow. Whether whether those hands are less capable or not, hell, he could be a distraction for me. I could shove him in front of the firing line for all I care. Well, I hope he shows up. I'm, I really do. I just just don't know if he will. Well, it'll be what it'll be. You're going to have to take your shot. I'm going to have to grab that flag. That's just the way it is. Is there, um, is there some sort of alcohol in the room at all? Oh, hell yeah. Is okay. there? I steal, I, I, I steal myself with a... Uh, with a, a glass of something. With you know, a fifth. A... <laughs> I look to right. see if there's a Canadian whiskey. Canadian? Go ahead, give me a luck roll. <laughs> <laughs> How well stocked is the... <laughs> In oh, Germany? Come on, damn it! A 19. The actual brand that I prefer. <laughs> oh, jeez. Canadian club. Canadian club is sitting right there. Oh, flip me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mountie Scotch. You know, <laughs> whatever it, whatever the hell it is. Um, Canadian Cobble Dew. Yeah, there you go. Uh, in fact, it's it's your favorite 12-year-old. It's, it's a... Uh, <laughs> folks that actually run games, if you listen to podcasts and you happen to be nice enough to listen to ours, I'm sick of the... <laughs> Good rolls. <laughs> I'm the rolls are ubiquitous. I'm not leaving any. From now on, the answer's a hard no. No, you can't roll for that. No. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so. I'm sorry. That No, no. Sid goes down and goes, Oi, isn't this your brand? <laughs> and my with, lucky a, day. with a roll like that, he's like, And a box of your favorite cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, I picked up a habit for Galois cigarettes during the war. You know, oh, those pretty perfect. strong cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So after you know, that, like, and a steak meal that's been in a warmer. Uh, in our witness protection style house, yeah. there's luxury items for yeah. Mr. Schooley. There's a full. There's when a full. That low, pool. yes. You know, broccoli, spread. You know, potato, the whole bit. Nothing shall be denied to the man they call Schooley. <laughs> yes. Well, Can we make that a, a sound bite? A dying man's wish. Yeah. Oh, and, no. And it's and our last night, still. Let's live it up like it is. And, it, and in your room, John, is a, you know, is a bundle of French lithographs. <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah. So, oh, man. You, you do find the drink. You guys share a you know, a 
I don't know what do they call it a, a shot I guess at that point or a a toast a toast um, and the phone rings good is this our friend I answer it yes Professor Schooley speaking I've been told that you need help is this the gentleman I have been expecting to call it is I appreciate you reaching out reflection when a mirage calls I am there well that is very helpful I've been filled in on the plan my only question is, at what time is the insertion? When shall I be ready? We are going to enter the Reichstag at 2 o'clock. The commotion, shall we say, begins at 2.30 prompt. Excellent. You'll have papers. I understand. Um, I have, uh, I will, I will have uh, papers and identification for both of us. Um, shall we meet on the west side of the building at... 155 sharp. I'll be there. I'll be looking forward to it. Until then, John. Hangs up the phone. Reflection. <laughs> Sir, reflection. <laughs> Do I call you Mr. Reflection or. Uh, Your reflectionness? <laughs> Mr. Sir. So, Faye. Um, I, I look over to, to Sid and I go, yeah, he might be a tool. <laughs> <laughs> Your reflectionness. <laughs> your reflective. Why? It's reflectiveness. Oh, whatever. So, man, definitely, man definitely takes himself seriously. So, Faye, um, you had dozed off for just a brief moment, uh, just from all the commotion and the excitement. Um, mm -hmm. And you see Aveline get back in the car. She had pulled over uh, at a uh, gas station. And you've only been in the car for about 20, 25 minutes. Um, you see her walk back into the car shut the door the car's still idling she's like sorry just uh had to make quit stop give me a roll let's see if you uh spot anything on that no okay so nothing there uh she gets you know she shuts the door she smiles and boom, car drives away okay back to the boys so the rest of the evening gentlemen you have a, a, sh a shot or two obviously no one's going to get to the point of Shit-faced, I would assume, unless otherwise noted. Okay. Um, and... No. One, dr one drink into bed. Yep. So, the next morning, what are our wake-up times? Uh, are we super early? Are we looking... Sid, you and Catherine are going to have to make your way to... Um, it, the hotel is called Die Regenstaf, uh, which is the Regency in German. Die Regenstaf. Uh, probably butchering that word as well. D-I-E is... Yeah, it's feminine. It's D. Yeah, D, okay. D. stuff. Um, and that's the one that overlooks the uh, the actual square where the uh, the red rally will be held uh, this afternoon. Uh, it's also where you're hoping to find uh, Ernest giving his speech. Where you will find him. Uh, that's going to definitely. What happen. exactly is our um, is our is our post? You know our plans after the fact are we you know do we have do we have a definite plan of where we're meeting you well, know after we all get away and hopefully you know in our own way yeah so we you know the town but Faye's uh plan before she left was uh she's hoping to rent a place you know by 11 a.m uh oh no i mean like the i mean the three of us yeah no i understand um okay. so she's looking to rent a place by 11 call the number you're at now give you the address uh, Catherine was supposed to go out by bus. Sid is going to yep. be whisked away in an ambulance and taken to a train station. 
and they'll and all heading south towards Stuttgart. So we're uh, each making our way separately, not to be less unless, conspicuous. Um, yeah, unless you have a, a plan to meet with them, John, some other way. No, that sounds fine. I think that certainly makes more sense. Okay. The only thing I want well, to do this morning is I want to, uh, as I asked you about before, uh, go to probably some sort of um, Nazi political office or something like, yep. or, or, you know, like a party office mm -hmm. to see if I could find... Um, a representation similarly of the flag okay um yeah that'll be no problem uh so by 10 30 the phone rings everyone's kind of when is she oh come on let's rent this place we gotta we need to know the address and by about 10 30 uh aveline calls in um and she says we've got everything taken care of um here's the address she gives it to you, uh, whoever answered the phone. And uh, she says, we'll be waiting here. Faye's in good spirits. She seems, you know, she's okay. Uh, she's resting. Uh, but we did found a nice uh, nice house that we were able to rent half of it. It's a mother-daughter type thing, and we have the one half, they have the other. So, yeah, she gives you the rundown on where it is. On She says, if any of you need me to pick you up uh, with the car, and this is mostly for Catherine, Taking a bus um, is going to probably go right into... I'm sorry, it's more for Joel. Uh, Sid's going to be coming out of Berlin on a, on a train. That's going to go to Stuttgart. But the bus will actually... The, the local bus will go through Dauhaus. Uh, so that's not a problem. So if anybody needs to be picked up, just call this number when you get there and I'll come out and get you. I suggest we all memorize this information and yeah. do not keep it on us in any sort of written. Okay. No, yeah, that's that's a good plan. So, it's 11 a.m. Everyone's packed up. Now, here's something we didn't kind of cover. Uh, so, I will allow you because so many bad things have been happening. All of you have luggage. Well, I thought we would have put the okay. so lion's share of our stuff yeah. in the car. Okay. So, all you're doing is carrying whatever basics you need for today's clothing. Good. Okay. I just want to make yeah. sure everybody was on that same page. No, that's that seems like something logical that we would have done anyway it's just a, a slight okay oversight no no it's cool. listen it's it's a game we we go with what our characters would do not every little thing we remember we try to be fair about that so absolutely if you would have if your intention would have been to send it all with Aveline and Faye it's with Aveline and Faye yeah okay with the exception keeper for me of a smaller like condensed version of my medical bag something that would f like supplies that would fit comfortably in like a purse okay you don't Not have like your shotgun Catherine. you're gonna just be able to have your pistol yeah that that's okay you can't carry okay it's just too big no so pistol and then like a much smaller version of the med supplies okay all right and i have my my teacher's satchel Yep, yep. And I, I'm, I'm guessing the rifle that I'm supposed to use is, is going to be in the room, and they've Correct. given me a key to that room. Correct. Okay, so then I will just have my pistol, I guess, on me, like maybe in the back of top of my pants or something like that somewhere. Okay. So unless there is anything else specific, John, you're going to head to the political office. We'll just do that real quick. Catherine and Sid, are you planning on arriving at the hotel together? Now, this is, again, it's... By the time you get to the hotel, if you were together, you'd be there well before noon. Um, getting up to the room is should be no problem. Uh, and that you use the, the name that they left the room key under. It's They rented it days ago. It's the one over facing the, you know, the uh, square. 
If you're going together, that's fine. If you're going separate, that's fine. Just let me know. Whichever Catherine wants. You know, whatever makes her more comfortable. Yeah, arriving together shouldn't be a big deal. I mean... Yeah, we're leaving separate, but... Right. You know, yeah. arriving together, I don't think that's a problem. Okay. Especially so, if we're especially if we're leaving separately. So it's like, oh, a couple enters, single man, single woman leave. Okay. Now, how early did you want to be there? I mean, if you leave now, you'll be there by noon. Um, I want enough time that I can sort of scope it all out because we haven't been there before. Understood. Yeah. So the shooting supposed to take place at two thirty. Right. It starts at two. It's going to get um, crowded any time between 12.30 yeah. and... Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking 12 o'clock we get there. The place should be pretty empty still. Maybe people just setting up stage or whatever. No one's going to really notice. It's a good time for us to... Yeah. Okay. To wander in. Scope. All right. So you guys are going to leave in the next 20 minutes. John's already on his way out. Wishes everybody luck. He heads to the political office. Uh, you find one within a few shoot blocks. Straight, of said, shoot straight. Yeah, shoot straight. Yeah. Uh, you find one with capture the flag, John. We'll see you in the south. I had a something. I had an idea just pop into my head. Go ahead. Regarding John, so before before he leaves, Catherine stops him. What are your plans for this flag? What are you going to do with it? I'm going to keep it. No, I meant like the one you're going to acquire. Isn't well, your intention to go acquire like a a replica? Yep. Like I'm going. My my plan is to get the flag. I'm going to find a butcher. And see if uh, see if I can collect some blood for some good blood sausage that we like to make here locally, right? Find an alley or something like that to uh, stain the flag similarly to how the one I saw okay. in the hall to my recollection. Fold it up was, in my sack. That was that's my concern. Okay. That, like that would. No, uh, it's perfectly all right. Just after this whole, you know, blood thing with Faye yesterday, just yeah. wanted to make everything perfectly clear. Don't use yours. <laughs> Well, you know, it's good that you said that because I was actually, the only reason I thought that wasn't a good idea is that my hand would be bandaged freshly and that might look suspicious walking on the right side. Right. I don't know. I'm just. But your your warning is well made. Yeah. Maybe we should all police our blood a little bit more tightly these days. <laughs> I don't believe I regret showing compassion. Like, she's, she's like, fine. <laughs> Trying to show compassion. And no, it was a good bit. point. It, okay. It's, you know, and it's something that now that you've seen it occur, you're hyper aware of it as a yeah. nurse that, you know, any bloody rags, if somebody gets wounded, you're going to have to destroy that stuff as best as possible. So, all right. Yep. <clears throat> so sit in, Catherine, uh, grab a cab. Sorry, they I take off. That was compassion. That, oh, that was. Oh, really? <laughs> it's how she shows compassion. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> I love you. Hey, Go right. Don't screw it up. Don't poop. <laughs> Sorry. So, John, you get to, uh, there's there's a political office within a couple blocks of the Reichstag. You know, get your schwastikos here. Uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Get your schwastika emporium. <laughs> you know, armbands, flags. <laughs> Signet rings. So I go you... in and I, I, I kind of steal myself before walking in the door. You know the the sickening displays that are, that you know that they have, and I, I, I go in and I kind of uh, try to represent myself as from America visiting you know tourist and 
uh, that, uh, you know, I've, I've seen, uh, you know, the burgeoning, you know, American Nazi party, and I, I kind of try to present myself a little bit sycophantically uh, that it'd be great if I could bring home a swastika flag with me. Ah, yes. All the while trying to, you know, disguise my future disgust. Well, and remember, they're not the full-blown Nazis <laughs> that we will come to know. 1931, they're just a bunch of real bullies that are collecting power but yeah i get you okay. so okay. you're sitting in there sitting and you're like <laughs> you're not quite as skin crawly as you normally would be i guess but you know they haven't gone full book burning yet okay they haven't yeah that's a couple months away so <laughs> the uh the guy behind the counter and there's a woman and she's very german looking very blonde and blue-eyed and you know the guy is you know there he's sort of an Aryan as well and he says ah from america you say charles Lindbergh, yeah yeah, American Great. hero. Uh, very much so. American German hero. What other heroes are there? So he's, he says, it is, uh, it is only a German man that would take such a, a flight across the Atlantic and start things off the way he did. It is uh, that kind of, you know, willing to take risks. Lead the way! That makes us who we are. Of course I can supply you with a flag for your uh, American flagpole, yeah? So he goes over and he grabs... And I kind of tell him, you know, my, you know, the size of one that I would be replacing, you know, to, to use, and I kind of give him the rough dimensions to see if he has one about that size. Ah, oh, this is, this is the banner. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, we, we have some. Uh, Wonderful. He grabs one of those brings it out to you um he says i is this is this what you are thinking of bringing home to america and he holds it up and you're like yeah that's it and i say i you know i think that's perfect for the purpose i need need it for he folds it up and uh throws a couple of pamphlets um they just say things like we're great they're not um you know vote hitler <laughs> Uh, stuff like that, and uh, yep. he bags it all, puts it in a you know a brown paper bag, drops a lapel pin in there. Once you sink at the future, sink Hitler, yeah. And he hands the stuff over to you. I ask him if he uh, knows if there's any uh, local butchers in the local neighborhood. I was supposed to pick some stuff up uh, when I head back to the uh, house that we're staying. He takes a piece of pa uh, paper and a pen, and he says, "We have." three butchers in the vicinity who are party members i would not recommend you go anywhere else because the meat might be bad and it's you can only trust those who you know are socialist and he hands it to you and he says uh yeah they uh they are nearby good dining i say wonderful and in my most american uh, accent i go danka <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Bitters. <laughs> this is funny, yeah. You're welcome. This is so much fun. <laughs> I love making fun of my language. <laughs> oh, I wasn't making fun. I just was, you know, like as an American not speaking in any accent is how he would have said that. But exactly. Okay. I'm just trying to play it up that I'm kind of a moron. No, you're not a moron. You're a socialist. That's far beyond I... moron. <laughs> you're, you're perfectly fine. So yeah, you get the stuff and you're able to walk out. 
and you make it to a butcher's and yeah they give you uh either a big chunk of red meat with a lot of the juice in it or blood specifically whatever you need you're able to acquire that fairly quickly so figure by time that's all done figure it's you know 12 30 and then i you know just look for a for a you know back alley somewhere behind a behind a trash can or something like that out of public eyes and i kind of quickly lay out the flag and then try to close my eyes and picture the the pattern of blood i had seen on the flag that was hanging on the wall and sort of try to sprinkle it onto the flag as best as i can in the same the same uh, fashion so arts and crafts is something that everybody gets a five in um did you take anything else in that no no okay so this is more or less just going by your memory not Hmm. with any you know you're gonna interest so let's go ahead and have a um let's have an intel roll for an idea see what you come up with jackson schoolie pollock thank you catherine that was, oh, flark me. So Schooly rolled a possibly critical success, but I think that's just a hard one, right? Or is that's that an 18, that'll be a hard success. Oh, it's an Dear ex- Lord. extremely hard success. So you find yourself channeling your inner socialist. You hold the flag up. You imagine the guy walking with the banner next to Hitler. You can hear the gunshot in your head that fateful night, and you take... <laughs> The bloody piece of meat, and you slap it against the flag and think, that's about where he would have got shot on that angle. And you hit it again, and you're like, yeah, just a little bit more down in the right-hand corner. And you give it another quick slap, and when you're done, you're like, god damn, that's pretty good. And you have yourself a flag. All right. And I kind of drag it on the ground and rumple it up a little bit to, like, you know, age it a little bit. You know? Okay. I'm sure it's not some fresh, crisp flag that's hanging no, up there looks- on the wall. It looks almost identical. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Until until close inspection or Hitler himself were to walk by it, it's probably going to pass wow. for... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Phenomenal. Over to the other group who hopefully... <laughs> the one who needs all these roles. Let's see what happens with them, kids. Um, yeah, you roll stealer. <laughs> so, Sid and Catherine, you arrive at the hotel... Uh, you give the name at the front desk that um, Natasha Dimirov and uh, Ernest, whatever his name was, uh, Eric Yarvist. Eric Yarvist. Yeah, had arranged for you. The A key is passed to you. It is on the fifth floor. That was where it should have been. Uh, you make your way up uh, into that hallway and you find the assigned room. You unlock it. Sure enough, it is, you know... There's a little bit of light pouring in from the daylight, but most everything is where it should be. There's a bed, there's a washroom, the whole bit. Uh, you walk in, you shut the door, and what do you do? Sid, you know more about this plan than I do, and you're the one in the critical you know, position today, so I guess I'm here to support you. What should, what should Do you want to scope the place out? Yeah, so we're, we're in the room, or we're just in a hotel, did you say? I'm sorry. You know, you're in the hotel room now. You're actually in the fifth floor in room 507. Do I see the Do I see the gun? You do not see a gun. I do not see a gun. Uh, not at as a cursory glance, no. Oh, so okay. let's look around. I, I go looking for the gun. Okay. Under the bed, you see what appears to be a hunting case. Okay. I say, um, first things first, love, let's take a look at the tools and see what we got here, make sure it's viable. Uh, if okay. you want, you can just casually look out the window uh, at, at the uh, speaking platform beyond 
uh, give me an idea after you look at it uh, how you think it's going to be shooting across that. Okay. I go to the window and be as okay. observant as I can. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Catherine, you actually noticed that there is a drape hung behind the regular curtains. Uh, it's a black cloth. Uh, so it, okay. it was set there. Um, mm-hmm. So that it could opaque the window even more uh, okay. for the shot. So you recognize that and you look down and there is a very clear shot. The shot is not close. Um, it's going to okay. be a, you know, a good 300, 350 feet. Uh, that's not an impossible okay. shot. Yeah, but it is, de- it's definitely going to take, you know, it's going to take some skill at this angle to hit him properly. Sid, uh, so you open up the case and you see the aforementioned rifle uh, in the corner with a scope off to the side in the case stored, you know, in its own slot. Right. What do you want to do? I examine it fully, completely go over it end to end, make sure that everything is operational. Um, I, I, uh, I, I tear it down as much as I think I can and yep. I put it back together okay. uh, to make sure that everything's in good working order. The bolts and everything works perfectly fine. Make sure that there are shells, obviously, that Make there are bullets. Roll, Sid. What am I rolling for? Mechanical. Okay. Oh, good. Uh, You're trying to put something back together? Yep, no problem at all. Roll the 36. What's your, is that a hard success? Uh, yes, it is. It's a hard success. I have my mechanical is a 75. Sid, the bullets are hollow points. Oh, blimey. Great. It's a fix, love. The whole thing's a bloody fix. A, f- a fix? Is that... We're meant, we're, meant, we're meant to kill him. They're hollow what? points. They they no. they spread out on contact. It's going to leave a hole the size of a fist coming out the back end of him. No, we didn't sign up for. We did not sign up for this. Correct. I know that. I know that. Great, great. Good roll. Sir. Well, I did say from the beginning that there was a good chance that this could happen. Um. The question is, what do we do now? I mean, John's John's on the hook here. We're not gonna we're not gonna let John down not for some dumb geezer i don't know i don't trust him with that fellow with a hanky shoot the guy in the arm no oh a hollow point from that weapon tear his arm right off he'll live maybe live ah okay if you hit him in down in in this area by the hand but it's gonna just shred what i mean it's that that vest in this early technology of vests will not survive that shot yeah not from now yeah not that kind of um, because what they, it just splits, it, it hits and it splits off, and then it breaks into pieces to go through, so it's multiple wounds. Okay, Keeper, mm-hmm. because I don't know this, would the would this kind of bullet, was it invented in World War One? would I have seen injuries like this? Do I know, you know can I recommend, weapon. huh? You know the gun. Okay, can I recommend a, a place for Sid to shoot him where he's not going to, the, the least probability that he's going to die? Give me an idea roll. Not a medical roll. Yep. And ideas are based off of Intel. Intel. First flub of the night, folks. What'd you roll? 82. My Intel's an 80. Well, you can burn the two luck. It's going to be the most bland no, idea. It's a, it's a success. Okay, so I'll, I'm going to burn them. We need them. Catherine looks at you and says, we need to replace the bullets. Well, two. yeah, it's a great idea, but where am I going to get bullets right now in Germany? I'm not even supposed to have bloody rifles. Well, it's... It there is a model of this gun that was mass produced for hunting. Now you've got the army one with the scope, but you can find this caliber round. It was an incredibly fu- uh, popular 
Mauser. It's it's a well-known German gun. The question is, any you're going to be leaving a footprint. Anybody that goes out to buy the shells, and then two hours later an assassination attempt is made with that gun. Right. Mistake, Clearly I become... And it's not like I don't stand out with that gigantic mustache. Well, it can't be you. You don't speak German. It's my brave Katie. Come on, Kate. Katie says shoot him in the hand and let's be done with it. I'm not... No. Why don't we why don't we shoot the girl that told us to kill him in the first place? That's an option. Demarov is supposed to be on the platform with him. She said she's always by his side. Well, she can die by his side if you want. Still gonna cause mayhem. Is she important enough to cause people to panic and have that visceral reaction that, you know, this was supposed to have like elicit? Sid, give me an idea roll. I do not want to go out and buy bullets. 33. What is idea roll against? Intel. 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 Oh, God, yes. It's, yes, yes, it's a hard success. Sid, the the only problem with shooting Demarov is it's her people that are supposed to be lathering the crowd. um, Right. To get them to march towards the Reichstag. That may, you don't know what their reaction is going to be if they see her get hit. That's not the plan. So the question, so the real question is, um, not so much does he really die. We we know that, and I always knew that there was a possibility of that when I asked that uh, question about the ulterior motives thing. Uh-huh. Um, the question is whether the rest of it is a setup. Whether they grab John, whether they they uh, that somebody points to the points where I am and says there's a shooter. You know, mm-hmm. if the rest of it's all if the rest of it's all just a big setup to get him killed. And to, uh, you know, just pin the blame on me, not the Nazis, but get him out of the way. Everybody is playing magnificently right now, tonight. You guys have picked up on a lot of clues. You've done some really great roles. This feels, Sid, like, um, I mean, your skill in knocking things down and putting them back together, definitely, I mean, some people may have opened up the case and got just sat there, propped the gun on the wall. Instincts are doing really well. You just don't know where it's going to lead if you take the wrong shot or how far the betrayal went. But in your head, you go back to that thing we talked about the night of the meeting, Trotsky and Lenin. If right. she's a Trotskyite, she'd look and sound just like a red, but she could have an ulterior motive, and it now appears she may. Because we spoke, remember we talked about in previous episode, this Ernst Thalman is definitely, definitely behind Stalin. All right, so this is what we're going to do, Kate. Okay. I'm going to take the shot, right? I'm going to take him uh-huh. out. You're not going to be in the room when that happens. You're going to be out of this building. You're going to be around the corner. And you're going to be safe. And if anybody goes down, it's going to be me. But you got to make sure that you get to John and get John safe. Because I can't. I can't protect him. I can only protect you right now. The, you're not. You're not going to kill him. This I isn't. I don't see any other way. We either walk away from all of it, but it's too late for that. It's too far down the train rail, right? John's. John's ready. He's in place. He's made moves. You know, we don't know how far along he's gone. So you are asking me to leave you. What I'm in... telling you to do is to get away from me so that you don't get caught. If some stupid asshole turns around, points up to the window and says, there's the man. And what do we do about you when that happens? I'll take care of myself. I used to tunnel under no man's land. I'll find my way out. I'll be a rat in a hole. But I can't be a rat in a hole with your pissy demeanor around me. I have to protect you. So you're going to be on the street somewhere swearing at kids. You're going to do what you do best. 
swearing and at we'll, kids. And we'll, we'll meet up. <laughs> I don't mean to break the moment, which is amazing, but you go out on the street and start swearing at the children. <laughs> it's what you do. It's what you do. <laughs> Catherine oh, there's is such great one. moments in Cthulhu. <laughs> It just occurs to me that, like, if this is a fix, right? I can't have her with me, right? You mean I can? You? I don't know where John's at. I don't know how right. far it's gone for John. I have no idea how screwed he's going to be if I back out of this. Not to so. The only the thing reflection. I can do is I, I just got to go forward, but I can't have her with me because I have to. I have to protect the only people I can protect. We got Faye and Aveline out of town, so as far as we know, they're safe. Right, Catherine. I know that Catherine's going to be at danger if she stays with me. So the plan has to change. Okay, my heart is breaking right now. <laughs> so I look at her. I lean in and I smile and I uh, I finger my mustache and I say, "You remember the asylum, love? You'll be all right, honey bunch." My tasty toffee pudding, if that's what I called you. Look, I'm not happy <laughs> leaving you here. This is. I wasn't happy being here, and now you're asking me to leave? You ugh, You got me in the room. This is... I'm not hugging. I've already hugged too much. This That would be too Look, forward, but... Catherine, Listen, I don't like know. fast women. Let's just make it an even goodbye, all right? Don't come on to me. It's just cheapening yourself. Sin makes My... a joke. Um, it's a joke. It's yeah, a no. joke, Kate. It's a joke. So, Catherine, give me a sanity check. Oh, my God. You keep having me make these. <laughs> and Catherine runs out the window. <laughs> Thirty-nine. I'm okay. Run for your lives. Get out. Wait. No. <laughs> am I supposed to? Thirty-nine is um, my sanity's a sixty. You're fine. You're you're okay. keeping your cool, even though Sid is asking you to walk to away abandon him, potentially leave him to the authorities in Germany. Um, this is just great. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> So okay. the hours begin now to, I the time gotta begins go to get tick. John. Well, your plan was to escape via the, via the bus. You can always right. take an earlier bus. Yeah, I, I mean, literally, literally what I'm saying is, to get, you know, before I shoot, you've got to get out of the building. You've yep. got to be free of the building. You, wherever you are on the street will be safer. So you literally could go to the bus station, and that would probably be a very safe place for you to be. Because I don't, I don't know that anymore that your help would be worth possibly – you being caught with me if it really is that much of a fix and I, I don't know but I don't no, see any way else around this no that I get and we've agreed that Catherine is leaving do we want me to go warn John that this whole thing looks like a setup oh uh, you were no. told to be careful to go to the Reichstag Catherine you've already been yeah, yeah you, you were, I can't go you're the potty girl you can't go near there great I'm not saying you will be recognized, but you may. But there, I mean, there's other ways to look out for him, right? When I say look out for him, it doesn't mean like right at this moment. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, so you don't really know where he's going to go. That's part of the, the good part of the plan is we don't really know how he's going to get to Stuttgart. We know he's leaving. We know he has papers. I know that I'm taking the train. You're taking the bus. Right. And we're all sort of splitting mm -hmm. up. So... I, I think it was more of a just to take care of take care of the people that that we don't okay. know about right now. Because John's right. the only one that that is sort of a uh, what do you call it? Uh, he's he's only with a wild card. He's only a wild card. We don't really know how far along on his plan he is. If he could back out, if he could, yeah. we don't really know this reflection dude. I don't really trust him. So uh, yeah, there's just too many unknowns. All right. So I'm so conflicted. I don't know what to do. 
after the departure with dear mustachioed Sydney. Um, Catherine makes her way downstairs okay. to the street. Mm-hmm. Um, starting to build. The crowd is starting to gather. And I genuinely don't know if I should go to the Reichstag or not to try and get him intercept. Okay. The Reichstag's not that far. Is know. it walkable? Oh, yeah. I mean, walks about okay. 10, 15 minutes. Okay. I start walking towards it. And that's going to put you probably... Let's say 1245. So we'll call it twelve forty-five. By the time you get done with the the tear felt goodbyes, Sid went through the gun, explained the whole bulletproof vest problem. Uh, mm-hmm. You talking about maybe buying new shells, not feeling comfortable making that call. We'll say it's closing in on quarter to one. John, over to you. So you are at the Reichstag, and it is already you know you're you're literally out front, and it's quarter to one. I'm here early. Well, you can, don't I'm, have I'm, to be. By the time you got the flag, and remember, it was all within yeah. a couple blocks. So. No, no, I would, I would find, you know. So I would have taken, I would have taken my counterfeit flag, mm-hmm. and folded it up tightly, put it in the bottom of my satchel, and you know, a couple of my books on top of it. Okay. Um, you know, have it folded in such a way so if somebody searches my bag, I can kind of like pull a little bit out and say, "Oh, it's a souvenir I'm taking home with me," but not show off the stained portion of it so okay. it looks strange yeah um it be fine. yeah and um and i'll go and find a local cafe to uh sit down and read a paper and have a coffee and let a close to an hour go by before i'm ready to meet the reflection okay um, our, our rendezvous rendezvous time is 155 west side of the building west side so i'm assuming you're looking for a cafe that sort of overlooks that correct correct in the area so, time starts to go by. Uh, Catherine, real quick, I'm going to need you to make... Give me a spot hidden. I'm also resourceful, if that helps at all. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just saying. I know Pinochle. <laughs> 36. Is that a hard success for spot hidden? No. Okay. So, you wander around the Reichstag for quite some time. It's one... Ten after one, quarter after one. There's no sign of John. What do you want to do? Do you want to head when to was bus John's, stop? When was John supposed to meet the reflection? You were in bed when he got the call. You don't know the exact time, unless John oh, I, tells me. You I think filled I would, her in. in the okay, morning the exact time. Left. So uh, I think we would have synchronized everything. Okay, we'll go with that. So he's supposed to meet the reflection on the west side of the building at. One between one fifty and one fifty-five, trying to get inside by two oh. o'clock. So okay. you're a bit and it's early. only, it's okay. So, um, now because we don't have a Reichstag map up, the west side of the building is that like fenced in? Is no. there a wall? No, there's no? a huge plaza. Um, it, the Reichstag takes up what you would consider um. Like the general post office in Dublin, it, it's a massive building. It's it's okay. just huge. You would probably so, call it like a city block almost. Okay, you know, it's its okay. own block. So completely avoiding any like entrance points where like people would be looking at those milling about, keeping my distance, I make my way towards the west end of the building. Okay. And start, you know, walking around there. All right. Sid, over to you. So you take the black curtain, you draw it, you f- feel the gun. Everything feels normal. Feels the weight in your hand. Feels 
not familiar, but you've shot other carbines before. Um, things that, you know, this all feels familiar, although you've never been a sniper. You've never had to take this kind of a shot on an innocent man before. But the crowd has now gathered. Um, they are There are people all over the place. It's now almost, we'll say it's quarter after, let's say it's like one thirty. Um, the rally is supposed to start sharp at two. There's probably, you estimate, anywhere from five to 7,000 people, and it just seems like it's growing every couple of minutes. Like, you know, wow. you walk away, you wash your hands, splash some water in your face, um, go back to the window, and you're like, oh, damn, there's another two or 3,000 people just entering the square, all of them, you know. So the road, everything, the whole square is like filling up with people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You uh, you use the scope more like a binocular for a while without it being attached to the gun. You take it off. You're kind of looking around. Uh, you are noticing a police presence growing. Okay, that's to be expected. Um, this rally was announced. It's licensed. They do have a, a permit to have this event today. But the history of the, the Communist Party in Berlin makes it a nerve-wracking time for the police. Many of these events uh, broke down to violence. Uh, murders happened. There were, you know, right. very rarely does a gathering of this size under this climate uh, go without a hitch. So you're seeing that the, um, the police have definitely, they're coming in. Truck pulls up, 10 more jump out. Right now, you, you just do a quick scan and a head count. You're probably looking at about 30 cops, if not you know that you can easily mark um and who knows how many unmarked cops in the in the area other than that it's it's a waiting game um go ahead and give me a sanity check oh yeah so so you're already starting to feel guilt uh you're already starting to feel that was an 87 yeah it was an 87 folks i'm sorry um you lose three points of sanity uh two points of sanity Sid. i'm sorry uh, two points. Okay. Yep, and you're feeling, you're sensing a little bit of a tremble to your hand. You look, and it's just ever so slightly, giving a a slight tremor. Okay. Uh, you ch you open the the barrel again. You look at the the hollow point. Roll it around your fingers. You put it back in. You close it. Take a deep breath, trying to calm yourself. Stick your hand out again, and the shakes are still there. They're still happening. What do you want to, anything you want to do to calm yourself? Um, I'm sure you probably have a flask. You're a gentleman from the period. Yeah. Yeah. So what I do is, um, I back away from the window and sit on the bed. Okay. And, and I close my eyes, sit up against the back of the wall and I, and I start thinking about tunneling under no man's land and that focus of just focusing on the tunnel with the other men and hearing their voices as we tunnel and trying to steal myself uh, like I did back in the war. Okay. And uh, and hoping that that will bring a sense of calm, knowing that at that time I was doing the same thing, that I was tunneling under no man's land to blow up unsuspecting soldiers in what I what could be determined as a uh, a less than honorable way. That's fine. You you're you're able to put yourself back into that soldier mentality. Um, you know, less than two decades ago, 10, 15 years ago, these were your enemies. Um, 
Ernst Thalmann may have even served in World War One. You've uh, you, you World War One was a different war. Um, a lot of the men didn't seem to hold the animosity. Uh, it was a fight of nations. It wasn't a fight of men against man, even though it was a brutal war. A lot of them, from the stories and the things you read, they tended to just say it was a job. We were there to do a job. They were shooting at us. We understood we were shooting at them. So you you never got that hate that a lot of men experienced in other um, conflicts uh, that were especially, I mean, so few of them were as brutal as World War One. but the the mentality of the people in it was was just different you know it was a gen- it was right. the last of the gentleman conflicts and even though it was butchery it was business um but you you're recalling a friend of yours that had been hit by a sniper uh another sapper uh who had been just eating chow stuck his head up to look to you know just out over no man's land and got hit uh and he was hit with a hollow point. You remember the damage that that it did, um, and the destruction. And you just know that this this guy, if you hit him square, uh, he's probably there's just almost no chance at this distance, uh, and with this this caliber weapon that he's going to survive this. Um, that's on you. You know, you you've made peace with it as best as you can. You know that it's going to haunt you, but. You've got friends, uh, one suffering from a curse or some other occultish attack. Uh, you know that the men behind it are onto you, onto the people that are around you. You've already dispatched Catherine to go away. You're hoping John is in place. Faye is, and, and Aveline, as far as you know, are safe now in the house. Um, you've made a, it's a soldier's courage. You know, you're alone. This is the moment. And you walk over to the window, and it's times past. You know these memories have taken a toll on you. But it's you look at the clock and you're shocked at how long it's been. It's it's now ten to two. Uh, the microphone is being tapped on outside. Dun, dun, dun. You can hear the the PA systems that they've set up with the speakers and a small generator are amplifying. You know, in German, they're they're talking about the guest speaker will be here soon. Um, you look out the window again, and you see Dimirov, and she is on the platform. She's walking around. Um, she's leaned down. She talks to a few people. And give me a spot hidden roll. Fifty four. Fifty four. Spot hidden is sixty five. It's a success. Okay, you notice that she looks up at the window. Uh through the scope. Through the black curtain, you look down, you see her look up, and you see her look back down, say something to somebody. Your blood freezes for a moment, and then you just, you regain your calm. You know, you're like, deep breath, Sid, deep breath. Back over to you guys. Catherine, uh, it's now quarter to two. Um, You're on the west side. Okay. You've had a pretzel. You've kept yourself occupied. You're desperately searching around for, for John, you know, but you still don't see hide or hair of him. And then, miraculously, coming across the street, you know, you see somebody check a pocket watch, and boom, you you make eye contact across the boulevard. A train, you know, um, a trolley, ding ding ding, comes running past. 
people are moving around. Uh, it's not super crazy busy, uh, but there's definitely, you know, a couple hundred people in the, uh, what are they called, Joel? They're not plazas. They're called. Um, oh, plots. 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 I'm sorry. The plots. This plots. big. Plots. Yeah, it means plaza. Right? It means. Yeah, plaza, it's, yeah, it's it's just the German. Uh, but you see John and. Go ahead, John. I'm sure you're you're shocked to see her here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I uh, kind of look around to see if there's you know how busy it is. If there's anybody of you know looking or watching in particular. Especially her, since you know, maybe seeing her seems like something might be uh, amiss. With yeah, the plan. just yeah, you don't see yeah. anything. And then I make my way over to her, Catherine. What, what are you doing here? I want to make it look as normal as possible, so I embrace Mister Schooly. Like, oh my God, hi! Like, you I'm, know, a familial. Stiffen up, going. <laughs> oh shit! Is this how it ends? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so no, no, no. after the compassion she showed you this morning at two Catherine <laughs> <laughs> no like um, she's trying to make it look like uh, she wasn't like searching for him like a maniac it was oh my god like hi my gentleman friend like, as, as she leans in I kind of say Catherine what's going on the bullets in Sydney's rifle are hollow points this assassination is real and he sent me away in case trouble hits and he can't get out so I am quickly processing this information mm-hmm. for the assassination I I immediately remember Demaroff at the meeting I had that bad that sense that there was something else when she was when the two of them were talking, his friend behind the desk was speaking in earnest, and there was something she was hiding. Yep. And I kind of sighed deeply, and I said, and Sid stayed. He's dead. He's made his choice. We need to do our part. I need to go in. I need to take care of this. Sid's made his choice. We need, we need to honor that. I'm not going to be the only person walking out of here, like, unscathed. This is... What happens if this is not... You can help. How? You know you you can't go into the Reichstag. No. Wait for me out here. You're you're nobody. Nobody's looking for you. You're you're not going to draw any attention. If you see something, if you, if you, you know, if, if you see an opportunity where you can assist, where you can call attention to, where you can distract, where you can... You hear, you know, overhear something, anything, any little thing that you might be able to do could be the difference between life and death for me or Sid. Okay. But if, if Sid sent you away, he knew it was for the best thing, and you know you can't go in there with me. So maybe there's something you can do. Maybe being that right person in the right place at the right time can make all the difference. She looks more uncomfortable. Like, she looks completely... This is not her element. She's completely out of control in terms of, like, there's nothing about the situation which she can, which bothers her. And she doesn't say anything. She just nods. Like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. Can I, um, can I use my charm in the, in the most charming of ways to just sort of smile, say something disarming to just put her at ease for a moment? Because she seems 
so on edge. Yeah. Is that something I'm capable of doing, Keeper? Yeah. You can give it a shot. <laughs> that is, that is repulsively good. Repulsively good. That that's an easy critical with the uh, with my charm, which I am pretty good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Keeper okay. hates me. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Uh <laughs> all right. So Catherine, the technology hasn't been invented yet. Um but there are these apps out there that calm things of that nature what are they okay. asmar what are they called as asmr asmr yeah john schooley has actually been reading uh to you every night to put everyone to sleep he does it as just this, <laughs> this thing um he kind of oh just sits God. out in the common room takes a piece of dickens just goes through a chapter for the group just to get everybody into it. He warms Please, milk. John, read Winnie the Pooh one more time. Yeah. He, uh, he does the whole insane. warm milk with a little bit of, you know, whatever in it. And uh, he, he pulls that voice up for you now. And he says, just like that, he says, Catherine, you've saved us already. You've, you've done things. You were in a gunfight with me. I know that you're going to be here for us and you'll make the difference, but it's got to be out here on the stairs. But your Faye is okay. Sid is resourceful. He knows he made this choice because he knows he can make it out. And da 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 da. And by the time it's all done, you know, you you're just you're fine. This okay. this plan makes all the sense in the world to you. You're good. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're even you're so calm that the hurdy gurdy guy that walks by with a little monkey, you tip him and you smile, and the monkey thanks you. He walks off. Everybody's in it. This just feels like nothing in Berlin could be any more. It's perfect. This is the place to be. You know what I mean? I've okay. fallen in love just a little. Just a little. Um, You've melted the ice around my heart. Okay, so real quick over. <laughs> you you've chipped away at the polar cap that is my heart. Um, You've touched me. (laughs) You've reached me, John. You've reached me. (laughs) Oh, good God. A seven. Um, Oh, dear Lord. I was prepared to be a maniac. I was hoping for a complete mental breakdown in the street. I wanted... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wanted foot stomps. I wanted... I wanted... Slapping me in the face. Yeah, I was hoping for a complete <laughs> psychosis, but no, good. Uh, Faye. <laughs> um, oh man. Faye, give me a Constitution roll. As Catherine's eyes go wide, you're not here. Relax. Uh, and a critical nice. an eleven. Say critical success. So yes. everybody except me and Sid is rolling super well. So yeah. Faye, you but that will change soon. You wake up um, oh, no. from a long nap and you come out into the, the common area by the kitchen and you see a bottle of pills from Catherine's regular medical bag open and the water jug and the glass of water that Aveline had handed you about four, four and a half hours ago. And you kind of swirl the water around and sediment is on the bottom of the glass on the inside. So, Aveline gave you something so you would sleep to recuperate, 
to feel better, but she's not in the building. Give me my, a spot hidden. By, by myself, You're I'm by gonna yourself. kick Aveline's ass. Don't make it. Okay. But I spend the. Your luck is pretty thin, Faye. <laughs> I have like 25 points. Oh left. well, hell, um, throw it to the wind. How much? No, are you um. You rolled a 60. What did you need? I need a 50. Ooh. Uh, 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 did I try to push it? Nah, see, well, you know, you're like, you know. Half well, you're dead. looking around. Tell me, tell me what where you're looking for, Aveline, because. There's again. There's a, this room. Remember, you rented two rooms. She could be next door in the men's room. You know, the not the men's room, the boys' hotel room or flat room, because you wanted separate flats. So you would sort of set that up. But like I said, you rented half a house. The boys have a couple rooms. So you look around. You don't see her. What else might you do? I would go and check the next room, like the boys' room, and then if that didn't work. Um, I would go and put on something like probably like a little robe or whatever, like an overcoat. And then yeah, I would dressed. go down to go and see the, um, the uh, keeper, the keeper of the house and just ask. Okay. So you make your way down the stairs and the front door is open and she's sweeping and you look out. The car is gone. I just call over to the innkeeper and I go, excuse me, ma'am, have you, I just woke up. Um, I just woke up from my nap and I noticed that my cousin isn't here and she didn't leave me a note um did she tell you where she was going i notice our car isn't here anymore Nine. she left hours ago she said uh, nothing just drove away said you uh, i i was coming out some laundry and she said that you were sleeping and recovering from your brutal mugging in berlin which is a very dangerous place you shouldn't be there alone child but then that she just drove off i'm assuming she may have gone to get some things for the house for you and your your other guests arriving this evening maybe not wanting to worry the innkeeper or draw any suspicion i just go oh yes of course now that i'm looking back i believe that uh he was going to go and collect some uh just some light groceries and any other preparations before our fiancés and our other cousin come. I'm I'm so sorry for bothering you. And then I turn to go back upstairs. Okay. All right. So you head upstairs. Um, um, what do you want to do? I'm going through, um, going through Aveline's luggage. It's locked. And belongings. Can I break the lock? You could try. It's not hard to break a lock. Catherine is frantically typing. <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> Catherine is frantically. I just see her hands going in um a, a flurry, and she's like, "Break it, break it, break it." Um, yeah, I'm breaking that lock. Okay. What do I need? So you need a butter knife, and <laughs> you need uh a good sturdy knife will do it. You just gotta get underneath the old click latch and give it a good hell of a a, a wrestle there. They're really not made for anything but an inconvenience for a moment. You know, it's it's to make sure they don't open accidentally more than keep someone out. So you're able to jimmy it. Takes you a few moments. It pops. Um, there's clothes. Anything else? Um, what are you looking for? Nothing specific. I mean, the trunk um, of weapons, her guns are gone, but she carries them almost all the time anyway. I'm looking for anything like the... Um 
like a journal or any kind of personal belonging, just basically any clue that could lead me towards why the hell mm -hmm. she would leave me mm -hmm. alone in the countryside mm -hmm. right. of Germany right. after I went through this whole ordeal. I'm going to beat her ass. Right. Um, do, you dump, yeah. do you dump the suitcase out angrily? Do you... Yeah. Okay. You, when you do that, the cloth lining appears to have moved. Something's moved in the luggage. There's a, a in an old luggage. There's a sewn lining, uh, that's there so the the clothes and valuables don't scrape against the inside of the luggage. That seems to have shifted. That's great. I rip it open. So you take your trusty butter knife, oh. which has which has done so much, so much good today, and you cut the lining, and a pair of men's trousers fall out, and a belt. I knew she was a man. <laughs> Faye is just thinking to herself. She's just, you know, rubbing her temples going, what the hell is going on? Sid, back what over to you. <laughs> Thank you all for coming, coming. Today, we are going to blah, blah, blah. And it's all in German, but I'm giving you the English translation because you have right. a babblefish. Right. Just kind of, yeah. But... They're screaming, the people, are, people are yelling, there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's just closing in on 2 o'clock. Um, everything is, is set up. You see Thalman did arrive uh, in a big, you know, long car. They, they opened up the crowd for him. The police are there. The police now number something like 60, Sid. And you estimate the crowd to be somewhere about twenty to 25,000 people. It is getting really crowded. Um the platform sits about six and a half feet up in the air, uh, and I will show you where Thalman is beginning to get ready to speak here in a little bit. Um, first, they're just winding the crowd up, getting everybody super excited. Um, sure. You know, trying to tell them that today is the day. You know, we will. We're gonna. Ha we're demanding a, another count of the election or a full election. Um, this happened several times in Berlin's history where the populace forced uh, votes, even though they were not due for several months. Um, the socialists did it uh, with success. The communists tried several times. Um, it, it was just this massive cycle of erupting violence, political upheaval, popular voting, um, everything trying to move and jockey Berlin into the next phase of its life. Uh, and right now, the Communist Party is is just such a juggernaut, Try, and it's gaining steam um, because of the economy. And although it's gotten a little bit better, there's just there's just not enough growth for people, and the, the workers are suffering under terrible conditions. The the entire thing that you know the Communist Party always you know tends to lock in on. Um, right. Gun feels heavy in your hands. It's um, your nerves are starting to get. You know, this is this is one of the hardest things you felt you've ever done. Uh, you served bravely for years in the army. You, like you said, you dug your tunnels. Something about this act just feels—it's just pulling at your soul. Um, this isn't war. This is murder, and you know that. Um, but again, it's a soldier's thinking. Uh, it's the good of one. You know, the good of the many outweigh the one. Right. Um, I start. Um... I, uh, to steal myself, I start thinking of all those occasions uh, when we were in the trenches and we were talking and 
one of the guys was hit by a sniper and uh-huh. died. And I and I try to keep channeling each one of my friends that died in the war and try to build up this level of hatred and re and remember how mad I was and how much I hated the Germans at the time and how okay. much I wanted revenge. Okay. Yeah. And I try it's... to build up that to sort of to sort of block out the humanity of it and sort of uh, build on the determination and the anger. Okay. John, the way you were going to get the uh, the papers, how would that have been established? Was that supposed to be by a courier when you checked in? What were you? Um... Wow, we hadn't um, we hadn't discussed the specifics of that. Uh, the last we had talked about that is that um, Sid's contact was going to forward us, you know, the papers. That, right. Um, <clears throat> can we kind of retroactively assume? Uh, that he would have given us a number to reach out to him and maybe a drop-off point or what have you that we would have gone out and, um, you know, in a yeah. certain trap can or something like that. That's fine. So before you left the cafe, you made that call at about one thirty, um, okay. and someone came over to the cafe and, and just slid you an envelope and, and kept Fair walking. Enough. All right. That makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. you have that. Um, Catherine is outside. You, It's nearly 2 o'clock. Um, you know, you're about 50 yards away from the staircase, uh, to get in and then go past security. Um, you guys part ways. She's calm. Any last minute words? Wish me luck. I'll see you in South Germany. Good luck, John. Um, try not to, um, they do cavity searches in there and much worse. I'm sure if you're caught where you are, so just be careful. I will be. Um, and I turn before I look too long and feel too much emotion. Okay. Aw. You start walking away. Catherine, what are you, are you staying in the general area? Are you going to kind of split away? Are you staying at the street corner? What are you doing? Where were John and I? Were we sitting somewhere? You had or... met across. You had met on uh, the Reichstag side of, okay. the, of the plots. He had been in a cafe. Um, you can go sit over there. You see it. It's not far away. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You can stay on the street. What's your choice? I don't want to go to the same cafe. Okay. I kind of want to be a little bit further away from the Reichstag. So moving to a more central point between the two okay. locations. All I right. think that's not a bad plan. All right. You head in. John hasn't looked back. Um, he's checking his watch. He realizes... Yep. You know, I don't know what this guy looks like. I don't know how I'm going to know who the reflection is. I'm hoping he approaches me, but I got to get inside. He starts making his way up the stairs. No, I jo- go to the west side of the building. No, you are. You're already facing. That was where the cafe was overlooking that side. Okay. So you're good. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and there is an entrance there. It's got a smaller checkpoint. This is the least, the, the less used side. Most people, you know, want the big open of the front. That's where the cabs gotcha. drop you off. I- I had thought there was not an entrance on this side of the building so that we would be sort of meeting in a, you know, meeting up in a sort of quiet area. So okay. I try to find an area away from that, like over near the corner of the building or such. Okay. Where there's not as much activity of people going by. And I, I pull out one of those cigarettes that I got from the night before and mm. just kind of play off that I'm smoking a cigarette and having a break. Okay. Yeah. It's like the, um, it's like going to the Met, you know, they have the big open area and then there's several other entrances 
that you okay. can use from different avenues. This is just a, a, a less used side entrance. All the tourists and okay. regulars would go through the front. Two o'clock comes, check your watch. Still nobody, what do you do? Looking around, you know, the entire west side of the building, do I see anybody that uh, seems like, uh, you know, another gentleman that's, you know, would be waiting for somebody? Not that you see yet, no. I'm going to give it till, uh, I'm going to give it till about 10 after. Okay. All right. And, I'll, and then uh, if, if nobody approaches me and I see nobody standing out, start to make me. You hear from, it's about three minutes later, four minutes later, you hear, are we doing this? The voice from behind me? It's off to, yeah, it's not far away. It's a gentleman standing. You don't, you look over, you're like, I didn't even see this guy approach. Um, give me a spot hidden roll though. Okay. That is not a success. Okay. You're startled a little bit that he got that close to you when you were looking around the this side of the plots, but the voice feels familiar. You look up and down again, and as it approaches, yeah, um, hair slicked back. You know, it, you look, there's almost a silhouette that doesn't very shapely like the pants, and you hear, yes, John, it's me. Let's go. It's and Abilene. It's Abilene. Yeah. Is she dressed like a man? Yeah. And I'm just like, what the... And she says, I'll explain once we're done. And that's where we'll and call I'd it. Say, fair night. enough. Uh, I want to thank everybody, especially my players. They're a great group. Tonight was an amazing, uh, it's just been an amazing run the last couple of nights. These episodes so have been fun. getting pretty intense. Uh, we were hoping to nail some things down, but I think we're in a position. Sid's ready to take the shot. We're ready to go in for the flag. So it'll be high adventure next time you join us. We want to thank you, though. Please like, share, follow, do all that stuff. Um, we'll put all that at the end as well. To my players, I say again, thank you. Great night. Thank Sid, you, Keeper. Jay, thank you. Good night. Thanks, John, Keeper. Catherine. We'll talk next Excellent time, everybody. See you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.